0: Breathing Space contains mature content such as substance abuse, sexual situations, and violence. Additional sensory contact warnings can be found in the show notes. Previously on Breathing Space.
1: Coming up. More on our top story, the continuing fallout from the
2: Yuk gone economic meltdown.
3: You heard about Yukon, right? I wasn't that far off Grid. Is Yukon gone?
2: Maybe.
4: Oh
5: Attention associates. We value you. Your contracts have been updated to reflect your importance to the Yukon family.
2: You have betrayed Yukon. And you have betrayed me. Mars, Terra, even my beloved Luna, have all capitulated to the irrational, illogical, unreasonable demands of a vocal minority of people who would rather accept a handout than work. In any case, we've got more pressing
6: issues. We've got a new shadow. No! Don't turn around, pillock! Now, I have been tracked, pursued, and chased through every corridor below the surface of this city, and not caught yet. So, we just need to... Huh. Right! One alternative escape route coming right up. You grew up here, Ray? Up, down, sideways, the lot... Lots of growing to be done as a lonely lad in this city.
1: Oh, ew. It's an access tunnel. You can't call it that. Little sip. Okay, just be careful, all right? I'm going to be so ticked if you fall to your death or get chopped up by a turbine or whatever. What is he doing in there?
6: Okay, kids. Bit of the old good news, bad news. Good news is that the fans are
1: stopped. Cool. Uh, what's the bad news?
6: Well, you'll see when you get here.
1: I hate it when he says shit like that. Okay, you want to go first? Or me?
7: Be my guest.
1: <sighs> oh, Dude, what crawled in here and died?
6: Oh, quite a number of things, I'd imagine. That, I'm afraid, is the bad news. We are getting our noses decorated with pure, unfiltered Reclamation Center Atmo right now. And I'm sorry to say, it's
1: only going to get worse. Uh, You always take me to the nicest places.
7: Hey, I'd rather smell a little garbage than die in an
6: elevator. Exactly, see, kid gets it.
1: Whoa, central turbines?
2: Yep.
6: I remember running around the edge as a tot, careless as anything. But seeing, or rather not seeing as the lights are out, I think the direct route is a better call. Blades stretch all the way across. You might want to go over on all Falls. i I'm sorry you're going to miss the view.
1: I'd say don't look down, but it's not like we'd see anything if we did.
2: Oh, don't remind me.
8: Right. Right.
6: Right. Here's the other side. Easy now, Link. Watch your. Whoa!
1: Great! Oh, God. Link? Great. Pull me up! Me up. Shit! Give me a hand. I can't see you. Oh, for ah. the
7: love of! <laughs> ah. Hello? Did you get them?
1: Yes. Yeah.
6: I got him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Of course he did. Oh my god. You can let go of me now, Gray. I'm good. Here, Scoot. Let Aiden get off the fan. There's a step up, Aiden. Uh,
7: uh, the step you just missed, I take it.
6: <laughs> hey, I caught them, didn't I? Right.
2: A mm.
1: uh, bit of a drop. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I didn't think it was possible, but the smell is somehow worse. Uh, uh, don't, don't worry, you'll get nose blind in two... Three days tops? Uh, <laughs> if we're down here that long, just toss me down the turbine shaft. <laughs> uh, at least there's e-lighting here. Uh, Grey? What is it?
4: Uh, nothing. Grey? Rice.
6: Right. Right. It's just that shoot over there. Power scrap underneath. I'm pretty sure that's where I cut my hand.
1: Shit. Hey, hey, look at me. I'm here. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, hey. You're good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
6: I'm good. You're right.
1: Thanks. Yeah. Just don't touch anything this time, okay? Uh,
7: guys, not to be the bearer of more bad news, but this door's sealed too.
6: (sighs) My lad. What did I say? Never trapped, not here. All we have to do is go down this corridor, and... Huh. Well, perhaps not.
9: Well, if it isn't Lincoln Doza and Robert Greyfriar, mysteriously back from the dead. <laughs> You're coming with me.
6: It's Grey Link's kin, though it does seem you have a, a slight disadvantage, stranger. Although, I'll be happy to let you remain nameless in my memory after walking out of
1: here over your corpse. That's Killian North, my mother's personal goon. They the tale you saw?
6: The very same.
1: Let me guess, mother doesn't trust dog walkers anymore?
9: It amazes me that she ever did. Personally, I always thought it was a mistake. Outsourcing to independent contractors for stuff like this. Now, I handle the retrievals personally. No middlemen. And frankly, Gray, I don't think you were worth your fee. Because tracking you two was easy. I've been watching the kids' eye ping for updates all the way from Mars to here. Hard to believe two dead people can be so active. But I guess... You really shouldn't believe everything you read, huh? Listen,
1: Killian, we can work something out, okay? I'll I'll come back with you. Won't even cause any trouble if you let my brother and our friend go free.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, your brother? Since when do you have a brother? Far be it from
1: me to
6: skip witty banter, but why don't we just get to the part where we fill each other full of holes?
9: Oh, don't get me wrong, that sounds... Wonderful. Unfortunately, Senator Endoza wants you alive, Mr. Greyfriar. She's been looking forward to having your toenails removed one at a time for... hmm, Two years now? So if anyone's dying today, it's this spare. Whoa, whoa. But we could probably keep the casualties to a minimum if the two of you just behave.
1: Right, fuck this. Aiden, down. Holy shit. Aiden, you okay? What happened?
7: I'm fine. Their gun never fired. They they pulled the trigger. I I heard it click, but it, it didn't...
1: Yeah, but mine did. Oh, it's the Yukon shit. Of course. They've got their dicks in everything. The, the lights, the doors, even this asshole's gun. <laughs> Good thing I replaced all the Yukon hardware in your kit and in the Bacall, like, ages ago. What? The Bacall? When did you- Wait, what you did you- seriously think I didn't jailbreak all your shit immediately? <laughs> Dude, we do not do proprietary software in this household, okay? I do. You mean
6: Jet? Hold
7: oh, on, just. just a little second. Hold it, okay.
2: <sighs> Oh my god, Jet! Low orbit! <laughs> How you been, homie? <laughs> ha! spin gravity! As I live and breathe. All is very well indeed. I was, in fact, catching up with Jet Propulsor here, who is, as it seems, quite well acquainted with you. Unfortunately for our reunion, however, every Yukon circuit in this benighted station squealed and gave up the ghost. But young Mixed Propulsor and myself heard a clamor and pursued it downward. I, of course, am in possession of a seal bypass of quasi-legal provenance. I heard about the passing of our dear Blue Giant. My condolences, friend. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm... Just glad she wasn't alone.
1: Weird gunshots. What What the fuck have you figured has been doing? Getting shot
6: at? What's it look like? I swear to fuck. I turn my back for ten minutes and you're already getting shot Speaking at again.
7: Of that, uh... wait what's your policy on hostages? Bring
6: too much trouble and breathe too much air. Leave them be unless I have to. And in this case, come on up you can... <laughs> Now, listen well, Mix North, because you'll be delivering this message to Senator Endoza. Link does not, I repeat, does not belong to her and never did. If she insists on repeating her mistakes, I shall simply continue sending back damaged or dead agents. i quite clear. <laughs>
9: You don't think I haven't already sent a distress signal to the Endoza house? My backup will be dispatched any
10: minute.
9: I'm truly fearful.
6: A distress signal sent via your... Ooh! Brand new Yukon Y Terminal 9! Well, I'd love to wait for them, but I fear that will be a waste of our youths. Come, friends. Anyone who wants a ride should step lively.
1: I begin to feel whatever the opposite of homesick is. Hey, Orbit, you joining us? It might be kind of tight, but
2: we could make room. Oh, no! Thank you, my friend. I am content as a porcine in waste reclamation. To the enterprising individual, this place is a veritable treasure chest of salvage. Requiring nothing save a little elbow grease. Okay, if you're sure, Uh, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> don't worry, friend. As the dear departed Blue Giant said, a no go's best friend is a good pair of gloves. Jet, are you.
1: Uh,
2: are you coming with us?
1: <laughs>
6: Big eyes. I thought I was a danger magnet. But I lit out for five goddamn fucking minutes, and you got yourself into an armed hostage situation, so... Starting to think maybe you're safer with me around, rather than without.
11: Jet, you're,
7: you're not a hostage. You don't have to be part of the family if you'd rather be alone. It's not that I want to be alone. It's
6: just that I don't want to be stuck. Look, take it from me, friend. The family is very much not stuck. I should know. They'll let you have as much slack on the line as you want, so you need to wander a bit.
1: Yeah, as long as you don't disappear completely off the face of the system. <laughs> oh, I said I was sorry. Yeah, I know you had a good reason. Just tell me where you're going next time. But you'd have barged your way onto the call and insisted you come along. <laughs> yeah, you're damn right I would. <laughs>
6: So you do remember I had to break into and then out of a prison. Right? You decided to do
1: that.
9: I—I I, I told
7: you. About it. Okay. <clears throat> I mean it, Jet. You're free to do as you please. Wander. Get used to the legs. Walk on them for a while, and and when you, well, you know, if you do want to come back to me someday,
6: look. Maybe I panicked for a second, okay? But I'll walk with you. Uh, I want
12: to. You do?
6: Yeah,
13: I do. Oh, uh, yes. I understand that you contracted food service from Yukon Lane, but... Hey, uh, sorry, can I... Just finish my sentence here. Flash Foods shows up to feed people when there's a disaster. Uh, That's what my people do. Uh, The supervisor at the site said that lane auto deliveries were turning around and leaving because the ILS transceiver was down. You know why it was down, right? Yes, that's where the Meteor impacted. Uh, The ILS transceiver and freight pad. So their exclusive catering contract was null and void, plus we weren't charging anyone for the food, Certainly not the first responders, or the injured, so... There's a what? A termination clause in case of... So they're charging you and cutting off the contract? Uh, boss? That, oh, hold on a second. Hey, I'll send you the comm dress for my guy in the network's general counsel's office. I'm sure this can be figured out. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> those ribs did turn out great. I'm glad you enjoyed them. Ah, uh, keep me updated, okay? Can you believe that shit? We go to help and Yukon just fucks everything over. The mess over on Hygieia?
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I think I have something to cheer you up. Our friends over on Series sent you a package. Package? It's on the dolly outside. Uh, hold on.
13: Why does it have biological control clearances on it? (coughs) Oh, no.
1: Is this some sort of inside joke? Is that like a giant soup bowl?
13: Station kids. No, that's a rather nice claw-footed bathtub with a winky face sharpie down the side, filled with what appears to be kimchi.
7: Contrim Lobit. of we promendition. It's for a primetime spot. Which we needed. Yes, but it should be with a person. And not this automated Neftianye. All the talking heads are covering the whole thing with Yukon.
4: Augie says we're lucky Redline Insider broadcasts Eliza interviews.
7: Augie is a biological Neftianye. <laughs> which makes him a great agent. Okay.
4: Here, uh, come a little closer. You're halfway across the couch, and uh, we we should be holding hands.
7: I mean, uh, it'll look better if we're holding hands. Yes. Uh, all right. Your hair. Let me. Oh, I uh, am. Shit. We are ready. <sighs> Let's do it. This is the Redline Insider
4: Validated Automated Correspondent System, calling to initiate a facilitated interview. Uh, Hello?
9: Please state your name or names to begin the interview simulation.
7: Kit, uh, bracket. M. Crane.
9: Confirmed. Welcome to Eliza. Interview simulation initializing. Stand by.
8: Hi, everyone. I'm Henrietta DiMerci, and this is Redline Insider. Today, we're coming to you from the living room of the couple who captured the hearts of the system with their high-speed, variable-gravity lovers to enemies to lovers arc, Galaxy and Patsy Crime. Gal, Patsy, this is your first time on Redline Insider, right?
4: Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is.
8: (laughs) You're not nervous, I hope.
7: No. Yes, she is. I am not. When you are nervous, your eyebrows wrinkle together. Like that.
8: <laughs> you two are so cute. So, it's been four months since Martian Madness. How have things changed since the big game?
4: It's been pretty busy. I got asked to be the new brand ambassador for Gravity Glide Skates, so I've gotten to help with store openings all over Ganymede. I even got to do a couple guest spots on some red lines.
8: Ooh, did you? Which ones?
4: You'll just have to wait and see when they come out.
8: I guess we will. What about you, Patsy? What exciting opportunities came your way?
7: I have spoken at schools to encourage the children to pursue their passions and remain physically active.
8: Wonderful! And who are we going to see sponsoring the Soul Survivors, now that you're Martian Madness champions?
7: We are a cooperative, supported by ourselves and our simia, Not commercial sponsors.
8: <laughs> you two are so cute. Gal, I was so sorry to hear about the accident at the stranger's home rink. You're saying the Central Ganymede Yukon Variable G Gymnasium will be closed for at least six months for rebuilding and retrofitting. What are your plans for your team while construction is underway?
4: Oh, um, you know. Go on. Well, the whole team, We were, uh, we were really glad that no one was hurt. Totally. But we still have to practice.
8: So the Lestrange Points are moving to a new arena?
4: I mean our contract with Yukon is for another year, but do we even still have a contract? I mean since the Yukon servers went down
9: In light of the current legal situation, the Eliza system has been programmed to disregard any response containing the words Yukon, contract, and Down in a single sentence. Would you like the Eliza system to restate the last question?
4: Oh. Yeah, uh, please.
8: So, the Lestrange points are moving to a new arena?
7: So we're thinking... uh, I mean, we're planning... They will be sharing our practice space.
8: Wow, that's fantastic. Rival teams coming together after a disaster to support each other
7: mean about the way Cooper gets.
4: I think you broke her.
8: <laughs> so, Patsy, I've been dying to ask. How's the wedding planning going?
7: It is going well. Thank you.
4: Have you picked out colors yet? What? Pink, because of our team logos, and, uh,
7: orange. Orange, because of P.G.
14: P.G.
4: P.E.E.G.E.E. The Derby mascot.
8: I'm sure it's going to be an incredible ceremony.
4: We'll be sure to invite you, Henrietta.
8: I can't wait. Thanks so much for your time, ladies. Congratulations again on the win and your engagement. This is Henrietta Demirci, Redline Insider, signing off.
9: Thank you for using the Redline Insider Validated Automated Correspondent System. Goodbye.
7: That was abrupt.
4: Probably ran out of time. Orange? Our wedding colors are going to be pink and orange? It was all I could think of! She put me on the spot! Okay, but come on! How are we going to find decorations in those colors that aren't for a ten-year-old's birthday party?
7: What a relief that the wedding is not actually a real event. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, majorly relieved.
4: Um, I feel like we should... I f- have
7: enjoyed this time with Shit. you. Shit. It's yours. Tavek tat?
10: I'll leave you on your toesib.
7: Suli nene. Ti? Ikpes?
10: Kit. Oat?
7: Da. Firwater? Hey, slusib
10: It was an intentional detonation. What? The destruction of the gymnasium. It was not an accident, rather a deliberate explosion. There was a bomb.
12: Shit.
7: Shit, 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 shit. Are you sure?
10: I am familiar with bombs.
7: Shit! Kit may not have been the target. The ownership of the place was uncertain. It could be that they were Kit destroying can. it. We have been visible on the red lines. They couldn't have- <laughs> Have you had any luck finding out who.
10: Not yet. My contact's in the movement pursuing leads. The Lunar s Hall has hid themselves either through a large amount of skill or a large amount of money.
8: <sighs> Shit.
10: I do not need to tell you to be careful, Kitian, but be, be careful. careful. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you, Solosabine.
10: Till it's a way worked.
7: I know, but this is... it's different. It's my... If you say that it is your fault we are in this situation again... But...
10: <laughs> I know you have learned that arguing with her is useless.
7: Fine, but... Your labor is appreciated, Suli.
10: Be safe, Kithian.
7: We've gotten lazy. We need to raise the stakes to do something... I don't know, something big... You hired drones to paint your declaration of love on the ice about the primary dome. How much bigger can a thing be? I don't know.
4: But we have to figure it out. Unless you're ready for me to get blown into space dust by another accident. No. Then I have no idea. Unless... What?
7: Hang on, I have to make a call. Hey, Flash,
4: it's Kit. You got a second? I have a favor to ask you.
9: To Captain Jones of the Truth or Consequences care of the Jimenez Mustang mining concern. Due to an unprecedented market disruption, Terran Hydrocarbon LLC has decided to exercise the Extraordinary Circumstances Clause in your contract, and as such, our request for your services has been canceled. As per said clause, you are entitled to retain one-quarter of the funds advanced to your company. The remainder will be considered a debt owed to Terran Hydrocarbon at a daily compounding interest rate equal to the current market rate at time of cancellation. Please contact the Terran Hydrocarbon Billing Department to arrange your repayment at your earliest possible convenience in order to avoid further legal action.
3: Well, well. Isn't that interesting. Lieutenant Ostrichkin, please open a black line channel to the truth or consequences.
7: Aye, sir. No acknowledgement on their end, sir, but the channel's open.
3: Captain Jones? Captain Jones, do you read us?
7: No response, sir.
3: Hmm. Well then, let's try this. To Captain Jones of the truth or consequences care of the Jimenez-Mustang mining concern. Due to an unprecedented market disruption, Terran Hydrocarbon LLC has decided to exercise the Extraordinary Circumstances Clause in your contract, and as such, our request-
14: Oh, you motherfucker. You 3 days still wet vac suit shit stain, you- Temper,
3: temper, Captain. If your employers wanted to keep your messages private, they should have employed stronger blue line encryption.
14: I knew you were a snake, skin, but this is low even for you. This is the last fucking thing I need right now. Not enough those assholes on the windy day had to go and rip our comet into a million fucking pieces. Not enough that you, grin fucks, are gobbling up half our haul. Not enough that we get fucked six ways from Sunday because of some shit Yukon decided to pull and are probably gonna get our ship repossessed when we can't pay back our advance. Oh no, Captain Ivanhoe fucking Irish skin just has to call in on the black line to twist the fucking knife, doesn't he? Well, go on then. You want to kick us while we're down? Get to kicking already. I got other shit to get done today.
3: <sighs> Contrary to what I'm sure my ex-wife says about me, I am not actually a cruel person by nature. Captain Jones, you and your crew have been given a raw deal. And while I do admit to feeling a certain amount of schadenfreude about that. I did also want to express my condolences.
14: Sure you do. Just called to ask where to send the flowers, did you?
3: Not just that, no. I also have a proposal that might prove mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. As you said, the carrier is picking up pieces of this comet as fast as you are. Which means that, even if we managed to recover every little chunk of ice and ore between us, we'd each both only end up with half a haul. I don't know how much Terran Hydrocarbon believes you owe them, but I highly doubt you'd cover it selling what you've picked up on the open commodities market. Especially not with prices at a quarter what they were yesterday, and still falling.
14: Do you think you'll be getting to the part where you stop telling me how Fucked I am anytime
3: soon. Yes, Captain Jones, if you let me finish. The ore in your hold has as much value to the Peregrination today as it did yesterday. It'll make just as many reactor components and extrude into just as many hull panels. If I send word to Arcturus station ahead of you, we can arrange to give you well better than market rate. For that matter, I'm sure we could arrange a favorable rate for hauling what we've collected as well.
14: You want to pay the truth of consequences to haul the ore you stole from us to your station? (laughs) Well you got a pair on you, Ivescan, I'll give you credit for that.
3: Consider the alternative. If we hadn't arrived before you did, you might have the whole comet now and you'd have nobody to sell it to. As much as you might not like it, At this point, working with us puts you in a stronger position than working against us.
14: Right. And your people are just gonna pay premium prices for these rocks, what, out of the goodness of their hearts, when they could get them a quarter of the price on the open market? You people in the business of giving away money?
3: Of course not. But the Peregrination doesn't exactly have brokers on the Obelisk Exchange or the LJSE. The so-called open market is not particularly open to us. We appreciate people who will deal with us directly.
14: And despite being willing to fire on my ship to keep us from getting our hands on it, you're suddenly willing to give over everything and just trust we'll take it where you won't.
3: Captain Jones, if you recall, I was not the one who started talking about shooting. But yes, I trust that you're smart enough to see that you're not going to get a better offer, and that throwing away a chance to keep your ship just despite me would be bad for business.
14: You got a couple of screws loose? Why not just buy it off us here, haul it in yourself?
3: We're not equipped for it. We could have pushed in a solid mass, but we're a free trader, not a bulk hauler. Honestly, our cargo holds are already packed to the ceiling and the mess hall is half full of ore bins. We simply don't have the room. And also, I've heard some rumors about Something that I may need to shift my focus to, unrelated to all this Yukon business.
14: What kind of rumors? Is some other disaster coming down the pipeline?
3: Nothing like that. It's... It's a family matter.
14: Huh. A family matter or a family matter?
3: A matter that you need not concern yourself with, Captain Jones, other than that it means that I'd like to keep the carry cargo light and ready to move.
14: All right, all right, just asking. You better not be trying to fuck me on this, Ibskin.
3: <sighs> Trust me when I say that absolutely nothing could be further from my mind, Captain Jones.
14: Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it.
9: Sir, we have another transmission incoming.
11: Header says it's from an Olco ship, the Singing Saw, but it's got family encoding. System flagged the protocol as distant song provisional?
3: Of course. Thank you, Lieutenant. Captain Jones, take a few minutes to consider my offer. I have another call that I need to take.
14: I'll do that, Captain. Hey,
11: Dad.
13: And just when we thought things couldn't get any worse, that's when the llama bit through the power cable. Oh no. No, no, no. It's okay. Uh, the llama was still wearing the rubber boots. Wait, I think I missed part of the story here. Uh well, the llama was wearing rubber boots because Sorry, hold on. Uh think of some questions while I answer this and we'll do some Q&A. Uh-huh, go ahead. Okay, I'm uh, I'm wrapping up here. How long do we need to dust off? 30 minutes. Got it. We will skip the Martian soufflé. I'm sure the kids won't care about that one. See you soon. Sorry about that. I'm uh I'm going to have to cut today's talk a little short. There's a situation developing on Callisto and hungry people to feed. I promise I will come back through though, maybe for the system-wide camporee. And I think I have time for three questions. Then I've got a sprint for the airlock.
15: All right, Troop 33147, let's do you, you, and you.
5: Hi, Mr. Jesse. I was wondering what inspired you to start flying around to various disasters to feed people?
13: I think it was some conversations I had with folks from the peregrination, combined with things I'd seen on my own. Those spacers are usually the first on the scene with FNF and top-of-the-class engineers, rendering aid to people in trouble. That's one of your Star Scout rules, right? Well, they live it every day. And they don't have to. They could easily run around in the black, doing their own thing and waiting for us somewhere folks to forget our unfounded animosity. But they do. But, uh, also? Wow, is their emergency food bad. Like, real bad. If I had to eat survival biscuits by themselves, I think I'd start eyeing my own leg as a different option. Well, maybe not. I like my appendages where they are, and I've seen what family cooks can do with less than nothing. But I thought I could do a little better. And I still think it's a lot easier for folks to deal with calamity on a full belly. We'll see what's feasible, try to do about 10% more than that. Uh, yeah, you with the hat back there.
7: Hi, I was wondering why the episode where you visited the way station with the starlight truffles was so awkward. And also, we visited that way station on the way to the Luna games, and I didn't think the mushrooms were very good. The bread was delicious, but the mushrooms tasted kind of bad.
13: <sighs> you know, I think there was more than one question in there, but I'll allow it. I'll start with the second one first. Sometimes grown-ups do things not because we enjoy doing them, but because it makes us feel like other people are envying us. And honestly, that's probably not the best thing to do. Starlight truffles are rare and relatively expensive, and an acquired taste, I guess. Next question?
7: Wait, you didn't answer about the Waste Station episode.
13: Ah, you got me. I was trying to avoid that one. Ah, uh, Well, let me tell you a secret. A lot of what you see on reality TV is scripted in one way or another, and that extends to relationships, even on shows that aren't at all about that. And in that episode, the studio was trying to do what we in the biz call a backdoor pilot, testing the concept of another show inside of an existing one mainly to avoid having to pay a writer twice. Yukon was playing with the idea of putting me in a TV relationship, a fact that they only told me later, of course, but Deborah knew it. So, well, the vibe was just off, and we could all sense it. Better? Okay, last question.
12: Where did your nickname come from?
13: And that's my time. You've been lovely, folks. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, back when I was riding the chuck wagon with Carmi, things were a bit more bare-bones. Simple, stick-to-your-ribs food, hot showers, laundry, and not much else. Carmi had the bright idea to staple on another cargo container with some more personal services. I think he gave himself one too many bad haircuts. <laughs> anyway, he hired a barber who probably would have been better off as a... Well, I don't know. But Z shouldn't have been doing hair. I went in to get a trim and some color and came out so crispy that my sous chef said I looked like I'd been flash fried. And the name stuck.
15: I know you have to get going, Jesse, but thank you so much for your time.
13: Anytime. I'll think about some more camping recipes.
3: And don't get me started on that ridiculous excuse for an accent.
11: Ugh, why? Why in Neptune's frozen anus did I think this was going to be a good idea? God, I thought you'd fucking mellow out by now. Pray tell, just how have you stopped the rest of your crew from abandoning you?
3: Everyone told me that you were gone for good, but I always knew this day would come. That you would turn up, hands outstretched, begging for aid that you had not earned.
11: Is it bribes?
3: Is what bribes?
11: Do you bribe them to stay with you? Can't be feared, that's my thing. You always favored the carrot, but it lacked that personal touch it needed to be effective. Would you stop it? A gift basket full of sugar stars with a note attached, To Karina, congratulations on your satisfactory grades. From the desk of Captain Avanhoe Iveskin. I
3: have never-
11: Dictated, but not read.
3: (sighs) I was clearly wasting my time. Not only were you ungrateful then, but you've clearly chosen to waste your education now, anyway. Congratulations, indeed.
11: Well, congratulations to you on springing for the sealant upgrade on that rod up your ass. (sighs) Well over twenty years now, and I cannot detect a hint of rust or decay. As rigid as ever, money well spent.
3: And you've not used the years to update your sense of humor, either. Just as juvenile as ever.
11: Hey, just enjoying the freedom to have an extended childhood, given I wasn't allowed to have much of one at the time.
3: Everything that I did was for your benefit. It is not my fault that you refuse to recognize that even with the benefit of hindsight. And what do you even need these supplies for, anyway? Is this another one of your schemes, or has your luck just finally run out?
11: You don't know shit about me.
3: I know enough. (sighs) Crutchfield. What? Do you think I wouldn't try to find you after you just walked out on your wander? For a moment there, I was actually worried. But no. There you were, consorting with the dregs of the Ulko's. Swindling. Stealing. Worse.
11: Hey, that's not how a wander works and you fucking know it. I get to choose what I do, where I go, who I am. And all without the judging eyes of whatever family or captain I leave behind. What gives you the fucking right to just
3: come I in and- I needed to know that you weren't turning into your mother. That you hadn't gone to her. That was one small comfort, at least.
11: I take it you've been following the news, huh?
3: Not by choice. I will admit that it is difficult to avoid. They even run bulletins during the PG half times.
11: I just hate that everyone's fascinated by her. I don't understand.
3: They're enjoying the peregrination myths coming true the baby-stealing boogeymen from the outer system. Despite everything that your mother claimed to be for, in the end she just played into their prejudices. It's going to be difficult to fight that.
11: I guess we have a... you know, on all this.
3: A unique perspective?
11: Yeah. Do you ever think about that day when I told her?
3: I try not to, but yes.
11: Did I do the right thing? Like, could we have done more to stop this?
3: You were a child, and this was her choice.
11: Yes, but... The worst of it came after I said I wanted to stay with you. I keep thinking,
3: maybe... Do you believe that you could have changed her course? Or that of the settle?
11: Maybe? I don't know. From what happened...
3: Perhaps you would have spent many unhappy years butting heads with her instead of me. Or, perhaps, you would have just fallen in line with her ideals. I do not see either working out well for you.
11: I wasn't happy with you either.
3: No, certainly not. But you would have had less opportunity to walk away from her, I suspect.
11: Before... Before... You said you were worried. Worried that I would... Turn out like her.
3: Was that true? In a word, yes. (sighs) Fucking hell. You have to remember just how charismatic your mother is. She's perfectly capable of convincing others to do exactly what she wants. Even I was under her sway for a time once I could see where she was headed I couldn't help but be concerned that that would be your direction as well either because there was just too much of her in you or
11: that she had brainwashed me yeah I got it
3: you can't deny that she has always had a way of influencing people even once you decided to stay I made it my task to try to keep you on the right path to convince you of your duty to the peregrination
11: Yeah, well, I didn't really play along, did I?
3: No, you did not. I will admit that the thought had crossed my mind that you would...
11: (sighs) I am like her, though. Aren't I?
3: In what way?
11: Everywhere I turn... I see her face splashed across screens with sinister graphics displayed next to that Jorgensen fuck as the two most twisted people around. And I'm just like them.
3: I'm not following.
11: This PJ guy has everything he needs, right? But can't get what he wants. So what does he do? He walks out, destroying everything behind him in the process. Ruining people's lives, leaving some for dead, fucking over almost everyone else in the system just because he doesn't get his way. And then there's Mom. I tell her I don't want to go with her, that I don't agree with what she's doing, and she flips out. Steals a settle, splits up countless families, goes dark, and murders her way from Moon to Rock just to maintain a dream that we wouldn't share with her. And what did I do when I was unhappy? When I had a stuffed collar of a dad who wouldn't let me be who I wanted to be?
3: You walked out.
11: Bingo. You're right. I'm just like her. Fuck anyone who gets in my way. (laughs) We're just lucky I'm too feckless to come up with my own cult.
3: I think that there is a crucial difference. Oh? Your decision to leave was yours alone to take. By doing so, you were not choosing to ruin the lives of others or to end them, just to get what you wanted.
11: But I betrayed the family...
3: I hurt you. You did not betray the family. There is a specific provision for those who go out on the wander and don't return, and it's there for a reason. It's a way out, and you simply availed yourself of it. I may believe it was a foolish choice, but it was not a betrayal. As for hurting me... We had been hurting each other for years by the time that you left. I wish we had found a better solution, but I cannot begrudge you that choice. And you are certainly not your mother. See? You remembered. I. Wasn't sure if it was still appropriate.
11: No, I I still go by that. To some.
3: Uh, I am needed on the bridge.
11: Oh, okay.
3: I will recertify you for peregrination communications. You should be able to use it freely within a day or two. Thank you. We should talk again. This trial will continue for some time, I believe, and it would be beneficial to discuss it with someone who shares a unique
11: perspective.
3: Yes. You never did tell me what you needed those supplies for.
11: Oh, I. We, uh, rescued a ship full of people from pirates, delivered them to the destination and everything. Only it turns out the colonies ate vax on the fritz and nobody can get spare parts delivered because of this Yukon supply crisis bullcrap.
3: Not really our business,
11: but it's hard to feel heroic when the people you save end up
3: suffocating in their bunks, you know? An Olco settlement?
11: Uh, yeah.
3: <sighs> Very well. Send me a list of what you need there may be a chance, a chance, that there will be a nearby free trader with stock. Two conditions. First, they will be paid a fair price plus a markup for their trouble. And second, if anyone so much as mutters the whisper of the possibility that these parts come from an unlocked industrial fabrication unit, the deal will be off. Have I made myself understood?
11: Yes. Sir. <clears throat> yes. Thanks, Dad. Uh, how are you gonna swing this, though? You're on the other side of the system from us.
3: I have some favors that I can call in.
11: <laughs> favors? You? <laughs> that would mean people actually lack you. <laughs> Ah, oh, I knew you'd mellowed out.
3: <laughs> Goodbye, Crutchfield.
11: <laughs> no, wait! <sighs> huh. How about that? <sighs> How long have you been standing there?
4: Long enough. That was a really big thing you just did. Ah.
11: It was nothing. You said Faber and I started thinking.
4: See, I know how hard that call must have been. You just did something you've avoided for decades, all to help a bunch of strangers. Thank you. You want to know the truth? The truth?
11: (laughs) I knew it was a long shot, but I figured. If I pull this
4: off, I might just get a kiss out of it. Uh, by all rates, I should smack you for that. And yet, I'm sensing a butt. I can't believe I'm encouraging this behavior.
11: Just to be clear, I won't have to do something of this magnitude every time I want one in the future, right?
4: Hmm. I'll think about it. Ah. In the meantime, I have something else I'd like you to do for me.
11: Oh? Really?
4: Yes. I would like you to get your ass back into bed where I told you to stay and rest, you absolute jackass. Hey! I mean it. If you so much as tear one... Of suture. I'm grabbing a craft trauma kit out of storage and strapping you to it. <laughs> That's so
11: unfair.
4: And I'll stop you from skipping the adverts.
11: Your bedside manner leaves a lot to be desired.
4: Eh, well, until you're fit enough to walk around unassisted, you'll have to wait for a second opinion. <laughs> Such a
11: tyrant.
4: And you are downright ridiculous. But we'll manage somehow. I love you. <laughs> nice try. Get into bed, you idiot. So rude. There. Are you happy now? Yeah. I think I am.
12: Attention,
5: Associates! Yukon isn't just a company, it's a family we are here for you and we know that you are here for us and we all know that when the going gets tough a family comes together to support each other since the centennial storm Yukon management has prioritized health safety and economic stability we've implemented revolutionary job security measures as well as revisiting our already substantial benefits packages for all levels of associates, including new refresh and renew facilities and services directly targeted at gaps in our compensation package that you let us know about via your associate satisfaction surveys. Unfortunately, weak and ineffective libel laws in some jurisdictions have allowed unscrupulous red lines to broadcast unsubstantiated rumors about changes to operations and procedures, which may have created concern among valuable members of the Yukon family. We are happy to say we can put those fears to rest. Yes, changes are coming to Yukon. In the fast-paced modern world, change is inevitable. Our valuable associates have nothing to worry about. Management would like to assure you that no change is made without a thoughtful and thorough review of economic impact. We're sure you'll be just as excited about these developments as we are. First, you asked and we heard. Uniform standards are being relaxed across all UConn facilities. Associates are now encouraged to wear any company-branded shirt in any color or style! Show off your unique taste while still presenting a neat, professional face! Just put in a request at your local employee liaison hub and we'll send you an updated catalog! Please note that Associates are responsible for purchasing their own uniforms. Other Yukon uniform standards have not been modified. For the complete YUS, reference your Yukon exclusive employee terminal. Next. Thanks to exemplary performance and reporting, weekly team stand-ups are now being shifted to a Terran monthly timeline. Don't worry, this decreased meeting schedule won't affect your ability to interface with the organizational structure. You'll still have 24-7 access to your managers through the UConn employee portal on your YEET. Stand-ups will remain mandatory in-person events. Please avoid unscheduled meetings. Meetings are defined as two or more people discussing proprietary company information. Third, imagine excellence multiplied the yukon family is ready to open its doors and share its success with an even wider section of the system all of our previously incorporated facilities are being transitioned into autonomous self-managing entities with individualized budgets and reporting trees tailored to their unique needs the timeline and terms for this transition will be at the discretion of corporate management in conjunction with each independent unit Check in with your supervisor for details. Being part of a healthy family is knowing when to say goodbye. And a healthy goodbye is full of joy and promise of future shared opportunities. And now it's time to say goodbye. Goodbye to the rigid old stifling framework responsible for holding back original excellence, personal development, and individual responsibility and welcome in the opportunity for new growth. This announcement is the end of one era and the beginning of another. A new era which we are excited to welcome in together. Please note that given the change in corporate structure, employees will be deactivated immediately following this broadcast. There will be no future official announcements from the voice of UConn. Any messages claiming to be from executives should be immediately reported to the Fraud Detection Department via its Redline Congress. Associates, welcome to the future the future that is in your hands. But remember, whatever changes that future brings, you will always put the you in Yukon.
16: Hey, Leroy, how about another
3: one? Uh, Sure, Uh, be right there.
16: No rush. Grant? Afternoon, Sheriff.
12: I told you to stop calling me that.
16: Last I checked, you are the sheriff.
12: I swear to God, Grant, I. <sighs> no. You know what? I'm not here to fight.
16: Fair enough. Want to pull up a stool?
12: I'm still on duty. Wouldn't look very good. Good point. But I did want to talk to you. This made it into my inbox today. David figured I would want to know.
16: Ah, shit.
12: You want to tell me why you're leaving?
16: As far as I can recollect, that's not something the sheriff needs to know.
12: It's not. But... It is the kind of thing you share with your friend.
16: I know. And you're right. I should have told you. But the time never seemed right. And I was worried you'd try to stop me.
12: I think you should reconsider. Maybe take a position with the comets.
16: (laughs) Don't you think I'm a little too old for that?
12: I mean there's not a rule against it it's just i
16: don't want to be a comet casey i want i need to get out of here why because
12: because why
16: leroy am i getting that drink any time today yeah yeah yeah
15: so sorry sir Sher- i uh, i mean I'm, I'm sorry mr grant sorry
12: I'm not going to argue with you. I just want to know.
16: I can't stay here anymore. Every day I get up, every time I look in the mirror, it hurts. Ferris' folks came by the other day. They tried to talk to me. Nothing bad. Just checking up on me, but I i couldn't even answer the door. I just sat there on my bed. Couldn't even cry anymore. I haven't been able to cry for so long. All that's left is hurt.
12: Okay, then go. Grant, everyone here loves you. We want what's best for you. And if that means you have to leave... I'm sorry, I just... You go out there. Sort yourself out. Do whatever you need to. But you need to look me in the eyes right now and promise me something. What's that? That you'll remember this... ...is your home. That there will always be a place for you here. Always.
16: Whatever you say, Sheriff.
12: Keep that up and I'll send you off without the shuttle. Speaking of, you're getting pretty close to your departure time. Shouldn't you get going?
16: I told the pilot to meet me here.
15: Well, as I live and breathe, ain't it a coincidence us running into each other again, Sheriff Casey?
12: It's not a coincidence when you keep coming back here. Honestly, I think I've seen you here more than any of the comets.
15: <sighs> Sheriff, I, I don't know what you're implying with that. I just go where the job takes me. Not my fault if I've had a string of well-paying jobs that send me to the ass end of the solar system. Oh, Really? Look at this face. Does this look like a liar?
12: Hmm. No. No, I guess not. See? In my experience, liars are far more handsome.
15: Exactly. Hey, wait a second.
12: Alright, well, as much as I would love to stay and chat, I have some work to do. If you're a few juvenile delinquents who shall not be named decided to deface fabrication room three. Now I've got to watch them clean it up, do the paperwork, deal with their parents, and. Ugh. You two be safe, okay? And keep Grant out of trouble.
15: But I. Um. Y- yeah, sure. You got it. <sighs> hey, uh, Barkeep, can I get a beer, please?
16: Aren't you gonna be flying a spaceship soon?
15: Yeah, it's just one beer. <sighs> Fine. Uh, scratch that beer and make it a, I don't know, y'all got Nebula Cola? Um, sorry, is, is Parsec Soda okay? Never mind, just give me a water You got it. Thanks. So, tell me, old-timer, what's the plan?
16: I finish this, and we get on your ship, I guess.
15: No, I mean, after that.
16: Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Truth be told, I'm not sure.
15: How about this, then, uh... What do you want out there? What are you hoping to find?
16: Purpose. I spent so long being sheriff that without it, I don't know who's left. I need to find something to be. Something to prove.
15: You're not uh, defined by one mistake. Yeah. Yeah,
16: that sums it up pretty nicely and spoken like someone who knows what that means.
15: Sorry, Grandpa. You don't let me drink, you don't get my life story.
16: Fair point. I H- just was-
15: Hold up. Hey, Barkeep, can you turn that feed up? Oh. Oh yeah, Sure.
5: Volatile press release. Well, the shit. solar system has erupted into pandemonium. I'll
16: drink to with that. Some going
5: as far as to place a 3.4 million bounty for the apprehension of Preston Jorgensen.
15: Goddamn! I always thought that rap bastard was worthless, but I guess I was wrong. Oh come on, it wasn't that bad a joke. Oh no, 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 no! Don't tell me you're considering going after him. Just hear me out. I'm not saying we'll be
16: the ones to catch him. But if there's a type of person who deserves to face justice,
15: that's it. You don't even have a ship. You do. Yeah? (laughs) what makes you think I'm going to give up my current comfortable, lucrative employment?
16: Casey isn't here anymore. You don't need to feed me that trash.
15: I don't know what you're talking about. If I were a betting man, I'd say that
16: you've been... Really selective about some jobs to see a certain someone.
15: Hey, uh, keep it down.
16: And I know for a fact most of the non-comet work goes to folks who can't manage better. All right. All right.
15: Don't have to go all Pierre LaRue lunar detective on me.
16: All I'm saying is that this could be an opportunity.
15: For both of us. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe.
16: We could take other jobs along the way.
15: True. What do you say? Well, I guess we could give it a shot. But I get the majority split. Seems fair. Well, alright then. To catching that dumb son of a bitch?
16: To purpose.
13: With that last stop for coffee and an ube donut on Vesta, we've reached the end of this cycle around the system. Thank you so much for coming on this trip with me. I hope you've learned a thing or two, because I know I have. We've been to big operations in the Belt and small family restaurants on first-wave orbitals. We've eaten oysters while looking at Saturn's rings, had street food on the Martian Altiplano, and even went to a Passover Seder. We're going to thank those people in a minute, but first, I need your attention. I know that I am unbelievably lucky to visit all of these places myself, and that for many of you watching, a trip to the next asteroid over might be a a once-in-a-decade luxury. But here's the thing. The folks I've met, they're your neighbors. fellow humans out there in the black. And that's important, because your world is as big as you let it be. There was an old earth author who wrote in a kid's book about these things called bromeliads. You might have seen one if you've been to a rainforest dome. Bromeliads are these plants, basically just big flowers that grow on tree branches, big enough that they collect pools of water in them. And in those flowers, little frogs live. They live their entire lives with the edges of their world in full view. A lot of us might think the edges of our world are the walls that keep out the black, but all too often we build our own walls in our heads that limit our world to just what we're comfortable with, or to keep it just to the people that sound like us, or look like us, or eat the things that we're used to eating. I hope you take a risk and peek your head over the edge of your flower. See what the frog in the next flower is cooking. You might realize that your world is bigger than you thought. I'm Jesse Fry, played by Audio Quinn, and these folks helped me bring Delta V Dining to you this season.
0: Thank you for joining us for another season of Breathing Space. This episode, The Day That Yukon Died, was written by Aaron Olson, Ash Seguinte, Interiority, James Big, Kasha Mika, Scott Paladin, and S.J. Riker. And it was edited by Aaron Olson, Eric Seguinte, Gail Brown, Scott Paladin, Sam Stark, and S.J. Riker. Jesse Fry is played by Audio Quinn. PA was voiced by M. German. Deborah is voiced by Daisy McNamara. Sam is voiced by S.J. Riker. Slick was voiced by Scott Paladin.
4: Kat was voiced by Ella Watts. Heck was voiced by Amy Young.
0: The radio manager was voiced by Vic Cullins. Radio Intern was voiced by Kasha Mika. The newscaster was voiced by Ari Dolin. Preston Jorgensen was voiced by Thomas Fleming. Ben was voiced by Thomas Fleming.
12: Ty Lurpakay Paquet is voiced by Sophie Borjón.
1: Via Verde Marquet is voiced by Safta Something.
0: Lex is voiced by S.J. Riker. Guest Corral is voiced by Interiority. Judge
5: Marinos is voiced by Ali Amador.
0: Pilot is voiced by Jasper Locke. Drone A is voiced by Vanessa Haas. Drone B is voiced by Jerry Harris.
1: Guinevere Aptandolo is voiced by Ari Delin.
0: Merman Zavanna is voiced by James Big. Janine is voiced by Kale Brown. Voice of Yukon is voiced by Ariel Click.
3: Roman Diaz was voiced by Michael E. Fremantle. Travis Sojourn is voiced by Ben Autry.
0: Crutchfield is voiced by Sam Stark.
4: Molina was voiced by Mel Nichols.
0: The Singin' Saw was voiced by Kale Brown. The Peregrination Com Network was voiced by Kasha Mika.
7: Aiden Morganson is voiced by Bonnie Calderwood-Aspinwall.
0: Link Eekeskin
1: is voiced by Kasha Mika. Gray Linkskin was
6: voiced by Vic Collins.
9: Killian North was played by Kale Brown.
0: Jet Propulsor is voiced by Jasper Locke. Low Orbit was voiced by Thomas Fleming.
7: M. Crane is voiced by Lindsay Zanna. Kit Brackett was voiced
8: by Mel Nichols. Henrietta DiMucci is played by Faye Holliday.
0: Nine Hady is voiced by James Big. Captain
16: Ivanhoe Iveskin is voiced by Quill Turner.
14: Monroe Jones is voiced by Meg Connell.
16: Sheriff Grant is played by Ness Rocker.
0: Leroy is voiced by S.J. Reger.
12: Casey is voiced by Sophie Warhunt.
15: Barfly is voiced by Rachel Scully.
0: With additional voice work by Kate Bullen, Ari Dolin, Carlo Daniega, Ashley Jones, Rebecca Krause, and Amy Young. Our theme, Blues for the Black, was composed by Michael Freitag with vocals by Jeremiah and lyrics by Scott Paladin. You can find links to learn more about our cast and the crew in the show notes and more information about our show at our website, breathingspace.lawofnames.com. Well, that's it for another season of Breathing Space, but we are already hard at work on our fourth, which will be our last season, shaping up to be our most ambitious one to date. I can tell you that behind the scenes, Ash and I are constantly astonished at the creativity and talent of those who contribute to this show. Writers, editors, actors, transcribers, musicians, and artists, y'all are amazing. And we are so So grateful to work with you. I can also say that everyone behind the mics gets excited when our fans and listeners react to the show. If you like what we do, you can pop that in a review on Apple or wherever. Or you can find us on Twitter or Tumblr or on the Law of Names Discord. We'd love to hear from you. Or you could, you know, tell a friend. Or maybe just grab their phone and subscribe them to us. (laughs) Breathing Space is a Law of Names production.